Hey, welcome back to another episode of Salty Saints Podcast. I am Zach. And I am Randy. Happy Easter, Zach. Happy Easter, dude. I mean, kinda. He is risen. Well, not not yet he's not. Well, he is, but we're not celebrating that yet. (laughs) Yeah. He is... By the time you're hearing this, he's having a bad day. No, no, no. No? This is going up tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. There we are. We've had a weird week. We are yes. like a week behind schedule. It's Therefore, hard to think where we are. Oh, yeah. It's no. Thursday. It's a, it's a rough one. We're usually a week ahead, and that's where Randy's head is. So he is not wrong. Uh, but, yeah, we've had, a, we've had an interesting one. And so <clears throat> we've been baking a lot of bread today. Yeah, yeah. Not really baking. We've been griddling. Griddling bread of an unleavened variety. Yes, yes. We're having a Seder meal tonight, and uh, we're going to kind of reflect what that means. And I guess, and this has recently come to my attention, but I guess there's certain uh, circles of, of Christians that think that the Seder meal is like evil. Really? I'd never heard uh, that. Yeah, I don't oh know who, but it, and it okay. could have been clickbait. It could have been clickbait, but okay. there there okay. were some videos. Um, and so I'm kind of interested to learn why, but the Messianic Jews, the way they celebrate the Passover, the Seder, is that it all points to Jesus, that Jesus was the fulfillment of the Passover. And so... Do you know if non-Messianic Jews do the Seder? Well, they do the Passover. The Seder is just the Passover. Right, right, right. They do, but they do it with a different emphasis. Okay. Because they're still waiting for their Messiah. Fair enough. Yeah. Or or don't believe in a Messiah at all. Is that a thing? It, it definitely is, yeah. Most, uh, the interesting thing is that uh, most Jews, most religious Jews alive today, first of all, most Jews, culturally Jews, are agnostic, some even atheist. Uh, a lot of them don't believe in God. Uh, Jews who are religious, who believe in God, the way it was explained to me, most of them trace their lineage to the Pharisees, but they are actually Sadducean in theology. They don't believe in an afterlife, don't believe in a Messiah that's coming. The Pharisaic Jews would, but most religious Jews alive today do not. That's so well, interesting. Yeah, and and I may be totally wrong in that, but that was explained to me not by a Jew, by a Christian, who I respect a lot, and he knows about it. So right on. I just took what he said at face value. That's fair. Yeah. So you heard it here, folks. If Randy's lying, cancel him because <laughs> he's ruining lives right I now. I am so, so ready to be canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I want to just... Go bundle up and and sleep. Yeah. I'm just gonna move down to Florida and I'm gonna I'm gonna sell or I'm gonna rent mopeds on the side of the road all day and and just not have a care. I would in the world. love that. Wouldn't that be kind of sick? Like I that'd would be a love great time. That. Spend my nights fixing the mopeds that got messed up during the day. And yeah, man. Rent them out the next day. Chilling out down at the oyster bar, eating fresh shucked oysters, and hanging out with the local yokels. That sounds like a great 23 time. Twenty-three miles per hour. That's that's what the legal limit of a moped is, I guess. So that's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. We don't know what we're talking about today. Well, we're going to be completely honest. We uh, we we've had a funky week. And so we were like, let's just go talk about Easter. 
let's just go talk about kind of like we did with the Christmas episode, I think. Uh, man, we should have got some other guys in here. I guess there's still time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if we can't round some people up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we just sat around and talked about that Star Wars episode of the Christmas episode of Star Wars and, <laughs> and, and bad claymation, and it was great. And so, like, I'm just kind of curious to to hear Randy's so, upbringing so on Easter. And I think there are like three holidays that are supposed to be quasi religious, and they're big ones. You get Thanksgiving. That's the first one you're going to name. Yeah, the like least official of the three. Yeah, yeah, the one that. <laughs> I think Abraham Lincoln started Thanksgiving, and I don't think it was a national holidays until like the 1950s. Really? Yeah, I think I, I remember reading that. I was doing a sermon one time on it, and hmm. uh, all, all that stuff is just fascinating. Okay. Me. Then you got Christmas, right? That's the big one. Christmas is uh, the one that is then uh, taken and commercialized. Mm-hmm. But then you have Easter, and you don't commercial. You, know, you kind of do. You get Easter bunnies and candy and, and that kind of stuff. But really, people kind of know what Easter is about. Yeah. Uh, Jesus died. Uh, Jesus rose again. Uh, whether they believe it or not, they kind of know what it's about. Okay, you know what? This may be a fun time to for me to kind of like derail this thing and go a direction you have probably no plans of going. Oh, my goodness. But I was receiving this question a lot, and I wanted to make sure that I answered it accurately. Okay. Um, so the roots of Easter. Right. Is it is a day committed to Ishtar, correct? No. Uh, there was another goddess. Uh, she, he, she was... An Anglo-Saxon goddess. Was it? Was her name Esther? It's like Aoster or something okay. like that. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But it's really close to Esther, really close to Ishtar, and there are links between all of them, both linguistically right. and in procedure. They're all fertility goddesses, right? But they're all fertility goddesses because Ishtar so was a Mesopotamian you get rabbits, right, right? Right. But that's why you get rabbits. That's why you have. Eggs because they're and all it's in spring symbols. It's in springtime, symbolizing when new the, birth. The god comes out of Hades and mm-hmm. comes back to the earth, the god or goddess or, or whatever there is. So and so, and this is something I noticed though, um, when I was looking into like the seder, and this was Rabbi Schneider, and he's got a lot of YouTube okay. videos and stuff. Pretty interesting He's guy. A messianic Jew. Messianic right? Jew. Yeah. Okay. He was saying that he was talking about one of the one of the elements of Seder, and he said, and you know, it represents springtime. It represents Israel coming out of uh, Egypt to become their own nation. And so my question is, did Christ actually die this time of year? Yeah. Yeah. So it yeah, is actually yeah. lined up Cause, because cause it Christmas is the Passover, isn't. right? And every year you notice Easter changes. Okay. It is the Sunday after Passover. Passover is always a Friday, I think. Always a always a Sabbath? Yeah, I think it is always a Sabbath, which starts Friday evening. Uh, so Easter is always the Sunday right after 
Jewish Passover, mm-hmm. which is uh, the memorial of when Israel left Egypt. Right. And uh, that happened in a particular month, and that month is the month where, in the Jewish calendar, they they make uh, uh, Passover. So that's what Easter is based on. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So it is historical, but it changes every year. All right. That was the one thing yeah. I was just trying to make sure I, I had gotten that straight. Uh, because, you know, like Christmas is based on, well, I guess this gets a little rocky, but people claim that it is based on Yule, that, okay. that it was originally yeah, a pagan yeah, holiday. Yeah. Right. Uh, but we know that Christ was not actually born around Christmas, that it was actually more than likely that it was like April. Or is that a guess, too? I think it's all a guess. It's all a guess. So we don't know. You know, Michael Heiser believes it's September the 11th. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I listen to... He has like a series of five-hour-long podcasts where he goes into why he believes it's September 11th. Well, hear me out. I do love Michael Heiser, and I do love listening to him go on these long... <laughs> long explanations. And they are definitely oh long. my gosh, they're so long and they're so dry, but they're so packed full of information. If you guys haven't listened to Michael Heiser, check out Michael Heiser. He's the man. Listen to one. Listen to one and, and see what you think. Right, because I mean, he may not be your speed, but the information is amazing. If 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 you check him out, read one of his books. Go read Supernatural. It's the most. Okay. Probably just tailor fitted for like any person to you know just kind of one size fits all book of right, his. Right. I would go that route okay. um, and be praying for that man because he's got cancer right now and yeah, he's a he's, great dude yeah. and we don't want to see that. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, Easter, Easter, the thing we're talking about. Um, so in my life, Easter is kind of divided into three sections. Mm-hmm. There's when I was growing up. My father pastored a church, and we would have sunrise services. Have you ever been to a sunrise service? Absolutely. It is. I love those things. They're kind of cool. We lived uh, 13 miles away from the church that Dad pastored. So uh, we would go. We'd get there. We'd all be up uh, 5 a.m. or so. Sunrise would come around 6, and uh, we'd go to the church, and we would all take folding chairs outside, put it in the wet grass, and we'd watch the sun come up, sing hymns. He would lead a devotional. Then we'd go back inside. We would cook breakfast, and everybody brought their own little thing. And this is a farming community, so fried chicken for breakfast is a thing. Oh, yeah. It's it's very much a southern thing. But oh, yeah. yeah. But it's a northern thing, too, if you got to be out working in the hay field, and you're not going to stop for lunch. Mm-hmm. So you pack in those carbs. You have mashed potatoes and fried chicken and bacon. and oh. Anyway, we'd have breakfast, and we'd just all kind of hang around and talk, and then we'd, then we'd do the morning service, start at 9.30, Sunday school, 10.30 church, and we're all out at 11.30, it's just great. Is what were your sunrise services like? Uh, so honestly, we didn't do like we didn't go outside and watch the sunrise, that kind of thing. Okay. Or if we do, I don't recall. But we just had earlier services. Okay, that we would have an early, early service. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 
honestly, my parents generally opted out of those because we kids complained. And so <laughs> they're like, whatever, we'll just go to the later one. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just remember like Easter just – it was all the typical stuff. Just uh, – I mean we definitely did all the Easter egg hunts and yeah. uh, you know, go see the Easter bunny and all that. But you know, my parents were really – very clear to, to, to make sure that we understood that, you know, it was not about Easter bunnies and they did the same thing with Christmas though, that it was like, we did all the Christmas stuff, but then they'd be like, but that's not what it's about. We are going to talk about what it's about. Like, it was just funny. But that's cool. It's neat. Yeah. It was like, they didn't want to deprive us of like the fun, you know, that everybody else was having, but at the same time they wanted to like, make sure that we were instilled to know, like, this is just fun. Like, yes, yeah. but there's a meaning behind this. Right, right. Um, also, I just want to say this. So, like, Christmas comes around, and kids line up to go see Santa Claus. And Santa Claus, even when it's, like, this, you know, mall Santa, like, it's kind of fun. Yeah. It's kind of fun to go see mall Santa. You know, like, sure. all right, cool, mall Santa. I'll tell you what I want. There is nothing fun about seeing that terrifying Easter bunny because they are never <laughs> inviting or welcoming looking. It always looks like like the thing was, I don't know, like some mysterious man sold it to you and now it's haunted and like it's so scary. Well, Santa Claus is actually a person and you see him and they laugh and he's ho, ho, ho. Those the Easter bunny, dead eyes. Just <laughs> yeah, the Easter bunny is a plastic head. A six-foot-tall plastic head, and it is a little bit terrifying. So scary. I wouldn't even say plastic. They're, like, coated in that, like, creepy matted fur stuff. You're like, ugh. Is it damp? It looks damp. Like, what is that? Uh, yeah. Well, the second stage was uh, in Colombia. Easter was definitely special. But it wasn't, like, a huge thing. So I remember growing up... Uh, very rural community in northwestern Ohio. Uh, the uh, Holy Week came around, and uh, we went to school until Thursday at noon. Got off Thursday at noon. And then in the uh, school gymnasium, all of the churches had come together for a Good Friday service. Mm-hmm. Man, you can't do that today. <laughs> yeah. In Colombia, it was different. Uh, People had come out of the Catholic Church, by and large. And it was like they wanted to make sure that um, they didn't do what the Catholic Church did. Hmm. So They overcorrected? Exactly, and did almost nothing. We went to a... uh, we we had a vacation during Holy Week, and we went to uh, again a rural town. Very, it was a farming community, and uh, on Good Friday they had a parade. Hmm. Uh, the Virgin Mary led the parade. Of course, they took her off of her pedestal in the church, and she walked around. But they had um, wagons, children in the wagons dressed as the 12 apostles, one in each wagon, in their martyrdom. What? Yeah. Like killed? So they were in white robes, 
And there was blood and gore everywhere. So the kid playing Peter, is he hung upside down? Uh, he was not actually hanging upside down, but the the X cross was there and you knew what it stood for. Oh my gosh. Every single one of them like that. And it, we were... Can you imagine going to a parade here in the I States? Can ima- oh, not here in the States, <laughs> but man, it was eye-opening That's for so us. funny. It, it I mean, incredible. it's not funny, but it's kind of funny. It like, was shocking. It's a lot. It was shocking. It's just pure shock value. And then the third stage is here in the States now. The last, uh, we've been in the States for the last 25, 26, I don't know, close to 30 years now. And, uh, you know, Easter with your kids and, uh, you, you uh, we at least always, uh, usually plan some sort of a get together where, Kids come together, and that's morphed over the years from usually ham, which is interesting on a good Jewish holiday. (laughs) You know, no, I think it's good. I think it's nice that we like, I like to think of it as upgrading from like your silver membership to your platinum membership. You know what I mean? Like, and that now we get to enjoy some things that we didn't necessarily get to enjoy before. Now, life's a whole lot stricter in a lot of ways, too. You know, like, you know, Jews had specific laws, and Jesus is like, well, if you even think about it, you're guilty. And you're like, oh, (laughs) so I'm way more guilty than I had previously thought. You know, Uh, but you can't eat ham, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Have at it. And deviled eggs, so. (laughs) Could you not have deviled eggs? Oh, gosh, yeah. Every well, before, though? Had. No, but I'm saying before. Like, could Jews not have deviled eggs? No, I think they could. I think there's, that's There's kosher. nothing in devil's, deviled eggs that would be bad. That's me. You're beeping? I'm beeping. I'll shut it off. So first, first you come in here and you start just making stuff up about the Jewish people. And now you're going to ruin this podcast. Just railroad it by not turning off your cell phone. Yeah, yeah, that's horrible. So I'll leave it here and it'll buzz. That's the worst when I try and give you a hard time and you just like, just, just kind of keep rolling. Oh, like I'm used it. to it. I know. But I've come had on. kids. I've you got to like kids. fight back with me a little bit. <laughs> I want it. You know, like I want to argue a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I was thinking about something and uh, I'm trying to find how to articulate it. And we're kind of going back to serious mode for a second. But... <clears throat> I was thinking about creasters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to explain that. Yeah, because I think there's a lot of terms for it. I think there's other fun little words that I don't really know, but I've heard people say other things. Uh, but creasters are the Christians that go to church on Christmas and Easter. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's kind of like how, I don't know, I guess certain, like I didn't know there was really a word for it until I started hearing people within the church say it. And I was like, oh, that's a thing. All right. I, I knew that was a thing, but I didn't know we had a name for it. Um, but I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like I feel like our families – we've all got family members that are that right. creasters, right? right. <clears throat> or friends or whatever. And I feel like we're always trying to like – think like what I hope the sermon's good enough this year. I hope the service goes yeah. just right. That this is the year it'll click and they'll like they'll just really devote they'll themselves to it. To they'll it. latch yeah. on and then we'll see them every week and like they'll just be part of part of it what we do around here, you know? And I thought about that a while. And like I, I think that's good. It's good to to want that. Sure. Sure. But 
what could we do? What could we do differently than just trying to like get people here on That's those a great days? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, and and outside of that, just inviting people to church. Like, yeah. we've got a culture of that. That it's like, I remember back in my church in Seymour, <clears throat> um, when I was younger, we would hold like these contests where it would be like, if the girls, it would be like guys versus girls, uh, and like whoever brought more people, whoever like had more people invited that showed. Um, would serve the other of the two sexes a spaghetti dinner. <laughs> and so it was like the like battle to try and see yeah. who would who yeah. would come out on top, you know. And they'd cook. So is it that where you it. learned how to cook spaghetti, Zach? <laughs> no. No, I was too young. They wouldn't let me in that okay. kitchen. Yeah, I was just running around playing basketball. But um it, it's just that that just tells me though that like We've been doing this forever. Like we've been yeah. thinking, if we can just get people here, if we can just get butts right. in seats. Right. But it's like, don't make Easter about just hoping that it finally yeah. clicks for your family member. Don't make yeah. don't make Christmas about just hoping that it you know clicks for your friend or whoever. That that this is this is maybe just what they need to finally let it latch on. You're in their life. I'm in my friends and my family's life. You're in your friends and your family's yeah. life. Like to be Jesus in their lives. Yeah. And and that's how we get people to care. That's how we get people to fall in love with Jesus. So so what are the things that we can do um, both for the priest or Christians when they do come? What are some things we should avoid doing? I don't know. That's, I mean, I, like I'm not coming at this like I've got all the answers. I'm kind of coming at this like – this is just something that the last couple of days kind of crept into my mind and I don't necessarily – I don't really have the answers. But like I'm trying to trying to work through it, you know? I think sometimes we, we – when we make a big deal that they came, yeah, it kind of drives them away that why come back if you're going to uh, – they may just feel odd <laughs> if you if you make a big deal about it. I mean, is it another thing too? I mean, I know I've got people in my life that I see them day to day, and so I know how they are. Yeah. And then I see them at church, and I'm not talking about here. Right, right. But right. like, they're different. It's different. <laughs> and it's not like way different. Right. But it's different enough that right. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what is this? What is this thing you're doing right now? And it's not bad, but it's like, People well, pick up on that stuff. Sure, some of it is you de- you dress differently. I definitely dress differently. I probably on Sundays. should. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do. I come to church during the week in jeans, but on Sunday I'll have you know dress slacks. And so on Easter, um, did you ever have it that the girls would get a new dress and? Yeah, uh, it would. Yeah, they'd especially when I was younger. Like, and, and, yeah. and I think culture's changed a lot in it the is. last twenty-ish years. Because I mean, like, it just gets looser and looser and looser. Right. Like, like I, I mean, I never used to dress this plain at church, but I've gotten more comfortable. And I've, yeah, is it biblical to dress nice at church? Because, like, I can't help but think well, first-century people didn't really. A lot of the Christians were poor and oppressed people. Yeah. That probably didn't have great clothes to probably wear. Not. And probably so not. I'm like, 
this feels like a cultural thing that we've just kind of put more on. You want to hear a joke? <laughs> I'm frightened. I'm very just, frightened. <laughs> it just popped into my head. Yeah. So there's this – bear with me, everyone. It's it's not great, but it's fun. <laughs> there's this uh, there's this farmer, and he rolls in from the fields, and he, he goes into church on Sunday. And he, he just looks a little rough. You know, he's, he's just got his overalls on, and he's – a little, a little dusty, you know, and he comes in and he sits down. And after the service, the pastor walks up to him and he said, Hey, I saw you sitting in here and I just, I just want to say it's great to have you. But he said, uh, why don't you go home and pray real long and hard about how God wants you to dress when you come to church here? And the farmer said, oh, I'll do that. <clears throat> Next week, farmer comes in in his overalls, a little dusty looking like he just came out of the field. He sits down. Pastor afterwards walks up to him. He said, now, I, I thought I told you last week that you needed to go home and you needed to pray to God about how you dress when you come here. And he said, I'll tell you what I did. I went home and I prayed to God. I prayed long and hard. And uh, and I asked him how I should dress when, he, when I came here. And he said he didn't know because he'd never been here either. <laughs> I like that one. That's like my favorite, my favorite cheesy church joke. And you're welcome, everybody. You now have that in your arsenal. And so if I ever say it on a Sunday morning or something, you can just uh, just pretend like you haven't heard it already because it's like one of my few jokes. It's not great. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Zach, what does Easter really mean to you? You know what? One of the kids in our middle school youth group the other night, said something, and I know he doesn't even think it was profound, but it was good. And he said, it's just a day. He's like, "Like it's just a day like any other day. And I said, do you find anything important in it? Like, like aside from the day, he's like, well, yeah, like the meaning behind the day. I was like, nailed it. Like, I think that's like the perfect way of looking at it. Like yeah. this is a time to remember something that happened. Yeah. And that is that God himself became human flesh and walked on this earth for 30 years. And then this this holiday is celebrating the time that he was tortured and killed and raised from the dead to save us all of our sins because we can't be good enough. We can't be worthy. We can't be righteous, but he imparted all that on us through what he did on that cross. And and so much more than that. I mean, we talked about like, you know, honor and shame and guilt and innocence and, and power and fear and weakness. And he died for all of that to give us his power and his honor and his innocence um, th- there's just so many aspects of what he did on that cross, yeah. but we need to be very careful not to turn the holiday into the thing that is being worshipped. Yes, and it's really easy. It's so e- people are just wired to to make idols. We yeah. do it so easy, and so we just have to be really aware that we're that our hearts and our minds are are appropriately centered during times like this. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
that wasn't like heresy or anything. I nailed it pretty good. I think so. Cool. I like these times when we're a little more loosey goosey and like <laughs> I haven't like rigidly been studying to understand the Jehovah's Witnesses for the past right, three days right, right. and I can just kind of sit down and chill. My back is so messed up right now, guys. I don't know what I did in the last you 20 have minutes, been but in pain. I, it, I it hurts that. really bad. And so I'm just so happy to be sitting down right now talking <laughs> like I'm, I'm, this is the most excited I've been to do a podcast in months. This is great. So. <sighs> Cool. Very good. You got anything? What do you think? What is Easter? I think Easter is the end of a long, long story. It starts all the way back in the garden. Man sinned, God brought death. Uh, It traces through the people that God chose, the Israelites. And they sinned, and uh, they ended up in Egypt. They needed a Moses to bring him out of Egypt. He did. God, of course, intervened miraculously. Um, And they remember that in the Passover. So it's very fitting that on the Passover, when the Israelites would offer a lamb in memory of the time that a lamb that had been sacrificed saved their firstborn son from death. Mm -hmm. God offered his firstborn son as that lamb, as that lamb to save everyone. And before that, and before that, Abraham, Abraham on top of the mountain to sacrifice his one and only son. That's right. And he said, but I know God will provide a sacrifice. That's right. And God did in that moment provide a sacrifice. But what we find, he gave them a a goat or a ram, a ram ram to sacrifice. But we find out through scripture that all of those animal sacrifices were types and shadows that pointed to the one true sacrifice that... I mean, literally, Once and for all. it's yep. it's just funny to me that the Jewish people can read scripture and then see what happened through the story of Christ and not see it reflected through the entirety of their scriptures. Right. Like, it all points to this culminating thing that we're waiting for. There's something like 200 and some prophecies right. that can only be fulfilled in Jesus. It, it just, it it's mind-blowing. Yeah. And I think a lot of it just boils down to people just maybe are unaware, a lot of people. Yeah. And then I think some people some are just stubborn. not to believe. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's wild. That is wild. Um, something else I was kind of thinking about is, you know, Jesus on the cross, he said it's finished before he, 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 he died. Um, but, like, the story is not finished. Right. Yeah. Like like the job is done. He's right. done his part. He has he's made it all possible. And now we're to partner with him and go and through our love for him respond accurately. Um not at, not to earn salvation but but because we have earned salvation. Right. Or not sorry, not right. because we've earned but because we've been gifted salvation. Right. Um but that like he's coming back. And then like <laughs> It's funny. It's a it's a story that does. It's the never ending story. <laughs> um, it is though. Like, what's uh? We're gonna be singing um, a song by Thrice this 
this Easter Sunday <clears throat> called Come All You Weary. And I know that Thrice is a controversial band, so I'm sorry for anybody listening, but Come All You Weary is an excellent song. And there's a line in it that says, the light's getting brighter, further up, further in. And that's Narnia. That's Narnia. That's from uh, um, the seventh book of Narnia. And so they're like running through each like dimension of heaven, essentially, right? And it's just yeah. getting better and better and better. And Aslan just keeps saying, further, further up, up, further, further in. in. That it just keeps getting better. Yeah. Like, and like, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, this. I love that image. This life that we're living right now is so minuscule. And like, we think of our 70 ish years on this earth, if we're lucky, as a, a long time. And yeah. it's like, it's not. It's so finite and little. And like, those who love Christ and those who follow Christ, I mean, your life is infinite in yeah. him. Yeah. And can you imagine, like, how great life could be if if there, if there everything, one, is perfect, there's nothing bad in existence, and God is just constantly working alongside you? Like, you literally can't imagine. Yeah. We kind of think floaty clouds and stuff, and like, that's, once again, we've just been programmed to think stupid things and that's okay we we all do it but like it's gonna be it's gonna be regular life but good yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and we don't really have an accurate uh representation of that in the world these days of just life being good all the time we don't have that that's right that's right huh easter is a small piece of that yeah I'm, the start of that yeah yeah it's a good time to think about that stuff. Yeah. It's a good time to step back and think, because we don't think about that stuff nearly often, I don't know. So take some time. Take think some time. About <laughs> think about it. Send me Advil if you got it, because my back hurts. <laughs> and uh, I hope you all have a great Easter. Um, by the time you hear this, it will be past Maundy Thursday. But for those of you that go to a Seder or a Passover celebration, I hope you get something out of it. I hope it's it's great for you. Um, and I hope you can reflect on what Christ did on that cross uh, this weekend and every weekend. Yeah. And until next time, stay salty. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Hear about how Steve Harvey surprised a dying man on Family Feud with $25,000. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hardworking pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com or search Story Behind on your favorite podcast platform.